guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. So for the first time in what feels like forever, we actually have sports to talk about. First, there is Patrick Mahomes' historic contract. Um, And then there was the in-real-life basketball game that we got to watch yesterday, even though the results were not what we were hoping for. So, Tia, did you have a chance to tune into the basketball tournament at all? I'm embarrassed to say that I did not because I'm going on vacation next week and football's preseason camp was supposed to start next week as well. And I don't know if that's happening anymore, but I was busy prepping content for the week while I'm gone, so... I did get the gist of what was happening from everyone in our land-grant group chats play-by-plays, but I'm bummed I missed it. Did you get to watch? So I did. I blocked my work calendar so that I could have... The games are really short, um, so it was under an hour, but it was so incredible to actually watch real sports. I like <laughs> it's, it's a game that, you know, doesn't really... I don't want to say mean a lot because obviously there's like a million dollar prize at the end of the basketball tournament, but I was actually like hoop, like hoopman hollering or whatever people say, you know, every time Aaron Kraft made a defensive play. And also the fact that Aaron Kraft is still someone that we can watch play basketball at least until yesterday, but it was thrilling to have live sports again. Okay. And I'm kind of like, I'm bummed that car. Carmen's crew lost but then I started hearing rumblings that like originally Aaron Kraft had said this was his last game playing basketball and now he was kind of like oh maybe I'll come back I don't think he I know he was like injured and he I don't think he was satisfied with that game so there's like the plus side for that he's such a competitor too and I don't know how old he is like 30 maybe 29 something like that but he still plays defense like he did at Ohio State. Which is wild. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. I kept seeing he's, tweets and, like, people yeah. talking about that, and I'm like, how? Like, I I feel like he hasn't – maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know what he's been up to, but I feel like he hasn't he's played playing competitive. playing in Italy, I think. Okay. He, like, recently? I don't know if that was recently. I don't know. Yeah, it's I just I do not amazing. follow Italian basketball leagues. <laughs> I don't either. Not on the regular. <laughs> Okay, but question, I see in this show notes that you have awkward halftime and post-game interviews with the six-foot pole, and I just need to know what that means. Oh my. So I tuned in at the end of the Big Ten alumni game, and they were doing post-game interviews, and instead of having, they were maintaining social distancing, but instead of having, you know, an earpiece or something like that, they had the sideline reporter with a mic and then basically a boom operator holding a pole with a mic on the end <laughs> under the interviewee's, like, area, I guess. Oh, my gosh. So they just did this interview with a six-foot pole with a mic on the end. Um, and so that was awkward. But, like, I did want to talk about the actual game environment. So I know there was a lot of discussion yesterday because the MLS also came back. And... Mm-hmm. They had no fans at their stadium, and they also didn't pump in crowd noise, uh, which was a point of discussion. But I actually – they they didn't have crowd noise for the basketball tournament as far as I'm aware. And they put up – I 
thought it would be incredibly weird to be watching a game in an empty arena, but they put up banners alongside the court. So it looked not awkward and it didn't feel uncomfortable watching a game on TV that did not have live fans. Um, so that was a relief. Not yeah. that that means that we'll have sports come this fall, um, which we're all certainly hoping for, but uh, the in-game experience was not as strange as I thought it would be. That interview, that cracks me up. Like, we will do anything <laughs> to make sports happen. It was happen. so <laughs> funny. It was so funny. I, I have to make one more comment about Aaron Craft, though. So I was in Iowa a couple weeks ago, and I made a comment about the basketball tournament. And, of course, Aaron Craft's most famous moment as a Buckeye was when he beat Iowa State in the NCAA tournament yes. on a three. Uh, and it was it's still one of my favorite Ohio State basketball memories and probably the greatest memory for many of our uh, listeners. But in there I was in Iowa and people are like, is Aaron Craft still playing in that? So mad. <laughs> they hate him still. And I'm like, I guess it makes sense. But then I was talking to one of my coworkers who went to Duke and has no Big Ten whatever concerns of his own. And he goes, who's that really annoying guy who plays for Ohio State? And I'm like, which one? Do you mean the fans? (laughs) Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. He played back, you know, a decade ago. And he was just like that scrappy defensive player. And I was like, oh, Aaron Kraft, I know exactly who you're talking about. But it's just amazing to me that his reputation as such a strong defender that he's, you know, annoying on the court has gone to teams that he hasn't even played and fan bases that haven't thought about him in years. So why does that warm my heart so much? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I love it. That's why it's like... He's still one of my favorite Buckeyes of all time. I know, and he needs to stay in this tournament. Like, okay, you can swear off all other competitive basketball, but this is just once a year. It's only a few games. Like, he can't Hey, Vince Carter just retired, and he's like 100. So Aaron (laughs) Kraft, a few more years under his belt. Exactly. But yeah, it (laughs) was a bummer for Buckeye fans. They don't really have any more interest in the basketball tournament. So it was still great to have this tournament to watch, um, especially ahead of the NBA restarting later this month. Oh, yeah. And speaking of the NBA, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the Spurs, Patty Mills announced that he is giving his salary from the restart onward, so about a million dollars, to Black Lives Matter and other social justice causes. So if you listen to our show a couple weeks ago, we're continuing to see both individual athletes and leagues that are coming together to support social justice causes. We've got more on that topic coming up, but first we got to take a quick ad break. So stay with us. Yeah, so amazing by Patty Mills. And I hope we continue to see athletes do things like this and keep the conversation going, um, which brings us to the league that you mentioned earlier, Meredith. The WNBA, when the league resumes this month, the players will wear warm-up shirts that say Black Lives Matter on the front and Say Her Name on the back. And Say Her Name is obviously in reference to women who have died in connection to police brutality or racial violence, most specifically Breonna Taylor. 
And the League is also forming a social justice council, which will serve to create virtual roundtables, player-produced podcasts, and other things to keep the conversations going surrounding social injustice in the black and brown communities. I think this is amazing by the WNBA because not only is their season all out of whack due to the coronavirus, there's like so much uncertainty. I don't know if you've seen the photos circulating about their quarantine bubble. Like there's this picture of their laundry room and it's it's terrifying. <laughs> and the food they're being served, I mean, well, all the leagues, the food is like prison food, you know, and they're still putting the focus around Breonna Taylor and social injustice and making that the primary focus of this tournament. So kudos to them. This was so wonderful when I saw this post. I saw it on Instagram a couple days ago that they were going to be doing this. And the fact that, you know, it's it's great that they're going to have Black Lives Matter on their shirts. It's great that they're saying say her name on the back, which is to obviously as a lady to me even better because we've consistently seen that Black women are some of the most guest harbored against groups in the United States and, you know, being able to have a group like the WNBA that is addressing both of these challenges and specifically, you know, supporting black women throughout this movement is so important. But then the fact that they're taking it a step further and they're saying, no, we're not just going to be wearing shirts as a league. We're going to be making sure that our players are at the forefront of creating this social change, you know, between the podcast, between these conversations. I just really thought it was a beautiful thing that this league is doing. Unfortunately, not everyone seems to be on board with what the league is doing. Um, Senator Kelly Loeffler from Georgia uh, was is a part owner of the Atlanta Dream, and she was highly critical of this move. Uh, she said that they should put American flags on jerseys. Uh, she said that she was not in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, in fact, was opposed to it. So it, it's just interesting. And then, yeah, certainly um, a lot of former Atlanta Dream players came out um, and said, you know, we're we're not super on board with this. And the NBA, WNBA um, commissioner also, you know, doubled down on her support for Black Lives Matter and the WNBA's actions that they were going to take in support. But one other point that I wanted to bring up, and this might be, this might sound a little bit strange, but obviously many of my friends are sports fans, but I do have friends who are not fans of any <laughs> sports at all. And I was telling uh, one of my friends about this move by the WNBA. She made the comment, you know, this is where our Venn diagrams overlap. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, I don't like sports, but I care a lot about social justice. And now I'm going to watch the WNBA. And it's just a very interesting move that leagues that are able to execute on these causes and do things right. We saw an outpouring of from the black community for NASCAR with Bubba Wallace a few weeks ago. So communities typically, um, you know, care for specific sports or maybe just individuals who don't uh, watch sports ever uh, are being motivated to tune in and to support leagues that are supporting causes that they care about. Yeah, for sure. And I can relate to having a friend like that. I my One of my best friends, I don't think she's ever watched a sporting event in her whole entire life, but now she is like sending me tweets of different athletes. And, you know, I think she did send me the Bubba Wallace tweet at first. And I was like, let alone never watching sports, but to actually send me a NASCAR tweet was a little bit like, what? <laughs> and 
I know we talked about this on the previous show, but I saw so many people tuning into NASCAR just to watch him race, like not even the like the news about what ha- what had happened, but the actual race. And so I totally agree. I think one of the many silver linings to all of this is that I think more people are going to be paying attention to these athletes who have a platform and who are spreading this message. And another thing, I just have to touch on Kelly Loeffler. I don't even know. I'm not even going to look it up. (laughs) Whatever. Um, (laughs) Like the fact that somebody, this just blows my mind, but like to disagree, like she flat out said she is opposed to the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, how is that a thing? How is that, how are you like opposed to Black Lives Mattering? <laughs> just oh my gosh! I don't and, know. And to like, oh, to represent a WNBA, I don't know. I I digress. On a serious <laughs> downside, we're gonna move along. On a serious downside, and a not so friendly reminder to wear your mask. Stanford announced this week it would be eliminating eleven of its thirty-six varsity sports. The programs were already operating in a deficit, and COVID set that over the edge. Unfortunately, the eliminated sports include men's and women's fencing, field hockey, lightweight rowing, men's rowing, co-ed and women's sailing, squash, synchronized swimming, men's volleyball, and wrestling. Um, So that is truly heartbreaking. And adding to the bad news, Ohio State has ceased All voluntary workouts due to a disclosed amount of players and staff testing positive, and the Ivy League has officially pushed its football season to spring. So not great news this week. Yeah, and just starting off with the news out of Stanford, there's no way to look at that that isn't totally heartbreaking and what just to be clear, so Stanford wins the Capital One Cup literally every year, and that's the award that is given to the athletic program that has the championships or the most points across the board. Um, So, you know, not just football or basketball, but every single varsity sport and a lot of these sports from Stanford, like rowing, men's volleyball, those are championship teams. Those are uh, programs that have a lot of history. Lots of Olympians come out of Stanford. Christian McCaffrey and his parents went to Stanford. They were all varsity players like these programs are outstanding. And the fact that even Stanford with such historic programs with the endowment that they have is unable to sustain these programs, it certainly doesn't bode well. And I also just want to touch on the human aspect here a little bit. My heart broke when I read the letter from Stanford. I cannot imagine being a student athlete or an alumna of one of those programs because just hearing that we we can't do it anymore. We yeah. can't support it anymore. And we might have been able to like figure it out, but with COVID, there's just no way. And gosh, it, like just having to the work that you put in as a high school athlete to get recruited to Stanford and then just to have your career eliminated. It's so heartbreaking. It's, it's so heartbreaking. And it's also just crazy. Like this might come off wrong but you know you hear bowling green and you know smaller i'll just say it smaller schools announcing similar things and you kind of expect it with this you know they were they don't bring in the money that stanford does stanford is 
huge. Yeah, the you see, only school with more teams is Ohio State, and it it hits close to home with that. It's kind of like, well, if Stanford can't, you know, support these teams, how is Ohio State going to? And I'm sure there's lots you're exactly within right. that, but you know, I don't know why or where Stanford is putting their money, whereas Ohio State is or whatever, but. They are not some teeny little school. No, and you're you're totally right. Like the fact is you watch Maction on Wednesday nights in the fall. Hopefully we watch it again Wednesday nights this fall. <laughs> but you know, you're looking at half filled stadiums if that and then you tune into Stanford games and it's completely full. Right. You go to Stanford bowl games and people travel. And you're you're exactly right. The fact that a school that is do, appears to do so well was already operating at a deficit is shocking. Yeah, yeah. And it's scary hearing, you know, football practices and mandatory workouts and stuff like that getting pushed back because that kind of alludes to not having a football season. And if you don't have a football season, you don't get the money to support these other teams. So, and that includes Ohio State, which is a very yeah. depressing way to... <laughs> possibly end the show <laughs> um <laughs> well um i don't really we, we have can't end on note. that note <laughs> yeah i don't should we just do shout outs those are positive <laughs> yeah your shout out is funny let's let's transition to that <laughs> Great. so i just want to give a shout out so i don't know this person maybe he's not real i don't know but <laughs> i saw his tweet the other day it's from manny fidel People are, quote, ashamed to wear face masks. I wear a Cleveland Browns merch in public, so get the f- over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just so straightforward. I also wear Cleveland Browns merch in public. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ohio State fans, you should not be ashamed to wear Ohio State gear, but you should also be wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. I just love how it's like there's no like emoji or like laughing. It's just like he's literally no, just mad. straight time. <laughs> like I have to wear this every year. Okay, well, bouncing off of that with Cleveland, um, I guess I'll shout out the Cleveland Indians and Washington Redskins for starting the process of changing their names. I think it's long overdue and it sucks that it took this long for them to do it, but it's happening and that's all that matters. Amazing. You know? it's especially the Washington Redskins like that is just that is blatant this has been a conversation for years this was a topic in the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was it this has made it into other segments of pop culture yeah I know it was it's been in conversation but like the fact that they're issuing statements like we'll look into it now you know hopefully they actually do um this might be insensitive but I did so Someone like tweeted out, what should the Redskins' new name be? And someone said, keep the name, but change it, the logo, to this Redskin potato. (laughs) Oh my god, I love people. And maybe this will will be our topic for the show next week, but uh, it of course started a discussion in the Hein household of if every professional sports franchise was a fruit or vegetable, (laughs) what would it be? Oh my, can we please make that our topic? Because we've had some pretty heavy topics lately, so that would be like a nice... <laughs> oh, we need we need something a little bit, little bit lighter. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> All right, well, that's a lighter note. <laughs> Much better than sports are ending. So <laughs> that is all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Johnston underscore. 
Meredith at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks.